me? Is this me? Is oh, this me? No. Oh my gosh. Is Wait, this me? Is this, is this me? me? Is this me? No. Wait, when you just did that, I heard me. Will you do that again? This is you. This nope. is you. This is you. What's the other one? This is you. This is you. This is you. That's you. That's both of us. Well, you can hear you. See, this, yeah. oh, it's the headphones. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, brother. Uh, Put a new microphone in front of me, and I don't I know. I know. <laughs> Fancy new mics. What? We don't know what to do. I don't know what to do either. Can you? I kind of love these. Um, is, this, <laughs> is this how you raise it? Um, here, wait. Oh, but I guess you can hear me, right? Yeah, it's perfect. Are is you it sure? uncomfortable? No, I just I just like to get really close. To I know, I know. Okay, okay. I swore this to myself fine, right? this time because I was just listening. I was swore to myself that I would speak in a loud voice, and then I got no sleep last night, so I'm very tired. I didn't get any sleep either. <sighs> was it our psychic sessions? This mic is it blocking was. my view of you too. Uh, oh, they're attached. Thank you. That's better. There. Hi. Hi. I can see Hi, you. Hi. Good morning. We're both tired. We didn't get sleep. We didn't get sleep last night. I was up till two thirty, and then I woke up at nine. I won't tell you how late I was up. <laughs> Why did you go out? No. You couldn't sleep. I just couldn't sleep. Me either. I just had a lot of thoughts. Yeah. Amy and I don't get enough of each other at the podcast. <laughs> so we saw each other. This is our third time seeing each other this week. It is. Oh my god. Yeah. I love it. Um. We uh, we th- we've mentioned before that we did the past life party for Amy's bachelorette party mm-hmm. with the psychic. Mm-hmm. Um, well, we got private readings with her yesterday. Yes, it was something else. Something else. And I told her, to, I was like, I'm going to sleep so well tonight, mm-hmm. just having all this information. Yeah. Please, girl, I, I was know. wide awake. With the lights on because Ithamar had a really late night show. And so I like had all the lights on. I did this research for today at like mm-hmm. midnight, which was so stupid. Mine was super not this morning or anything. <laughs> I knew it was because it wasn't uploaded to the folder. And I was like, Tammy? Yeah. <laughs> you sent a very polite good morning text. Morning. And, like, and so I immediately was like, yep, super up. We're, but we're booked at 11, not, just FYI. Not laying in bed <laughs> doing my research on my phone right now. So were you just like thinking a lot last night about yeah. all the things she had said? Sad. I was. I mean, okay, it was, I was too. good stuff. Like, for me, yeah. it was good stuff, and it was good stuff that I was thinking about, and just very, like, I don't know. It it really, it was almost like, I was, it was almost, like, excited, I think. Good! I don't know, yeah. Well, that's why I sent you a, that text. I sent you a text at, like, 11 Oh, I know. I think I was procrastinating. I didn't want to do the research. <laughs> I could not. I was, like... I was in the middle. I was watching a movie, and I was I was watching Ichu Mama Tambien for the first oh, time. I had never seen it I've before. I've still never seen it. It is so good. Mm-hmm. I mean, hot take, you guys. That's a good movie. I know no one else thinks that. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was so good, and I was so in it that I was like, I'm not going to be able to pull myself out of it to like give you a soulful enough response. So I'll just ignore you. Uh, Perfect. <laughs> Don't ever do that again. <laughs> That's why I was up all night. I was yeah. like, is she gonna? text me back she did <laughs> but I would know I was thinking a lot about yeah. everything too and you know there were some things that I was really hoping I would get some clarity and insight on that just mm-hmm. didn't come up and yeah. I don't, didn't want to force anything and sure. be like but now tell me about this because I feel like if it was supposed to come up it would have come up naturally right. so there were a few things that I still like didn't have answers to but I felt like 
motivated though. I definitely did. And I felt also like I was really glad that we met up afterwards too. That yes. felt like part of the session for me was like talking it to you about it. Totally is. Because when I did it a year ago, Casey and I met immediately after mm -hmm. and just said we had breakfast yeah. and we told each other everything. So I was, it was um, perfect. oh, this is Banshees and Booze. <laughs> oh, this. Dang, the paranormal podcast with a shot of liquid courage. Hell yes. Um, oh my God. It was great. Let's talk about this drink just real quick because I'm I want to drink it. At, I know, I really want to drink it too. It actually looks like, so Tammy brought in these beautiful, I'm assuming vintage, maybe pass them from grandma. Um, I got they're these. They're so cute. I got these at a secondhand store. I think they're Mikasa, but I don't know if they're old or not. Well, they are these adorable teacups with saucers and they're mm -hmm. fancy mm -hmm. as fuck they are and it looks like there's just tea in it mm -hmm. tell me what is in it why it is uh my ghetto version of a hurricane because <laughs> this this uh episode would do in new orleans baby <laughs> yeah oh yeah i just got back from new orleans <laughs> um let me tell you though no one was drinking anything out of teacups especially hurricanes they were in these giant plastic well like vegas yes i did these in these teacups because i did research uh and i'll get into it later but one of the places i researched was the restaurant antoine's that oh, was yeah. open during prohibition and um they got around it by they had a place called the mystery room um it was a door in the women's restroom which opened into a secret chamber where customers would disappear coffee cup in hand and return with something stronger than java when asked <sighs> about the source of the strong drink the standard reply would be it's a mystery to me oh so here are our hurricanes <laughs> but to the woman's mystery yes in women's bathrooms I'm man telling you, but sometimes booze comes out of them so that's okay good. all right let's see if this is any good all right i have no idea it's good it reminds me of my mai tai yeah i really like it Okay, it's a, not too sweet. Good job on the not too sweetness. Thank you. Um, uh, the ghetto part comes because I was gonna just buy hurricane mix just to just to really piss off Roz. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and then I got to I got to the store and. <laughs> Funnily enough, Ralph's doesn't regularly carry hurricane mix. I don't even know what would be in that. Just sugar well, on top it's of mostly, red dye number five. Yeah, it's yeah, and then mostly passion fruit. Oh. So then I went, aha, I know what to do. And I ran over and got some Aloha made yes. passion and orange. So this is a bit of a it is a little Mai Tai-ish. Mm -hmm. it's, it's the Aloha made brand. We're using the and same rum. <laughs> yep. Basically, so, it's not what you're drinking. It's how you're drinking exactly. it. Exactly. It's in these Today, cute little teacups. Teacup. So. When I was a hostess at Tavern on the Green in the early 2000s, I was way too how young to... did I not know that about you? Oh, well, you know, I'm just I'm just a regular woman's restroom really? mystery room. You really are. Just, you never know what's going to come out <laughs> when you come in. <laughs> mystery to me. <laughs> when we um, were just young, like, wannabe actors slash students, and we always, always put booze in the teacups. And they were fancy, fancy teacups. I like and, it. And um, we would just be like, oh, this winter is so cold. And we were just drinking. I put wine in coffee cups, and I put champagne and soda cups so it looked like ginger ale that's smart and then i would put i don't know what the hell is drinking out of teacups 
Who knews? Who knews? I would just. I threw up there a few times. I can't get fired anymore. So when I would take booze to work, when I worked at the spa, I would take it in a, <laughs> uh, like a to-go mug. Like it's this old. I've had it since high school. It's a um, plastic uh, Einstein Brothers refillable coffee tumbler. Oh, I think I've seen you with that. Uh-huh. I still have I it. I thought you were drinking coffee. Very often I am drinking tea <laughs> out of it because it's plastic so I can heat it up. You know, oh, so yeah. I can microwave it. Uh-huh. Um, so that's why I still have it. I actually <laughs> lost that thing for a year and a half and then found it again at Second City. Oh my the, God. Yeah. So I was like, you came Aww, back to me, baby. It found you. So yeah. If I was taking that to work, it was it meant, not coffee. It meant you were going to have a much better day. Yeah, it meant otherwise. I was going to have a better day, yeah. Yeah. Um, I definitely yeah. don't drink on the job right now. It's We have things at work called, like, Thirsty Thursdays, and then, like, on mm-hmm. Fridays, sometimes they, they have, like, a little bar and stuff, and I just don't partake. Yeah. Because I, I just – that's not where I need to be drinking. You I know just, me. I just One don't. drink, and I am <laughs> – I There's just don't li- literally zero filter. Go to work, so <laughs> <laughs> so there's no danger anymore. That's where I need to be. I just unemployed. Be, yeah, yeah, it's fun. Unemployed and it's not great. worried about you know making a scene. Don't make a scene, Amy. I mean, I'm drinking <laughs> drinks out of teacups. Listen to this. Oh yes. That's good. That's That's our ASMR. Good for the ASMR, yeah. Are these 3D? Are these 3D microphones now? Probably not. Speaking of... (laughs) um, That was some hot engineer joke right there, wasn't it? I missed it. Yeah. I'm like, 3D? There's 3D mics? I just watch a lot of ASMR videos, so... (laughs) Speaking of Mm. our last episode, which is now out by the time this comes out, that fucking growl. Oh, yeah. It will be out by the time this comes Mm -hmm. out. Guys, can we just talk about it? Are you nervous right now that that's going to happen again? I, Is that I, why we have new mics? <laughs> as of right now, I have not edited that episode. I've listened I noticed. to that growl so many times. I cannot bring myself to edit it. I'm so I'm scared. I'm going to obviously have to do it tomorrow since it goes out on Tuesday. But I also could not re-listen to the story about the Lowe's ghost, but... Uh, the Lowe's bathroom ghost it because was... I stayed up all night the night that we recorded the pot that, that episode and I because I kept thinking about those sneakers underneath my stall and I was like at one point because I was up until like 3 a.m. just scared and I was like why me <laughs> <laughs> I really felt I got so angry I was like what and this is something I I always ask our psychic about because I'm just like and she's very straightforward she's just like you just have to tell you have to have to tell them to fuck off. You have to like yeah. get they can't bother you. I'm like, I do, but then they bother me. Yeah. I just got back from New Orleans. Yes. That's why we're doing the New Orleans episode. It was amazing. Did not have any run-ins with ghosts. I didn't want to though, because yeah. they are a different level out there. It's oh, yeah. very different. But that being said, you know, I brought all of my like my strongest crystals, black tourmaline and all that stuff. I have a big, big one now too. Mm. And um, uh, anything that the Nick negates energy, I had like snowflake obsidian and Ooh, all that nice. stuff. And, and you, uh, you got you got one of those selenite ones. I do. You rocking that selenite? I sure am, girl. You know it. Girl. I had my ghost jasper, which is like to negate Ooh, bad yeah, energy yeah. too. And so I, I don't have one of those. Yeah, I got this one at the Crystal Shrine in Burbank. Oh, I love that place. I do too. Oh no, I didn't get this one there. I got this in in Phoenix. Oh well, I still love that place. Eighty <laughs> Bryant's mom like owns this little boutique and in in Phoenix, and we that's amazing. I know, and it's a really freaking cute. I don't remember the name of it, but I just remember them being like, "Oh, you know who owns this? Eighty Bryant's mom." I'm like, okay, um, but they had finally bracelets in 
different sizes, mm-hmm. even though it's like yeah, because you've got cute little bird wrists. I have baby wrists. They stopped developing probably around age <laughs> five. I have this world's freaking smallest wrist, and so I don't get to wear bracelets. And so I got this one, and it was charged in a vortex in Sedona. Mm. Yes, the brand is called Charged. Very it's got nice. the plus sign and the minus sign, positive and negative. Tammy, that's what that means. Oh, yeah, I just want you to know science. that. <laughs> um, so, and then I brought sage. And I saged the ever-living shit out of the – it felt good. The vibes were good. It was also very naturally noisy because of the city. So if I thought I heard anything, I could definitely be like, oh, that's just the streetcar. Yeah. That's just, like, drunk people outside. Um, but – all the same, I would not fall asleep at night because yeah. I was so fucking paranoid. I listened to the ASMR thing you recommended. I still kept taking the earbuds out of my ears and was like, what was that? What was that noise? I purposely made myself stay up past 3 a.m. every night because I didn't want to be woken up at 3 a.m. Oh, that Amy. is the level of anxiety that ghosts give me. I am I came home from that trip so fucking exhausted. Never even got drunk once because I was just like, I'm so tired. But we had an amazing, amazing time. We took a ghost tour. Yeah. It was awesome. You it was, this was one of the best trips ever. It was really great. so many great things on our story. That was my first time ever doing an Instagram. Mm-hmm story it was i'm glad very, i did it. very cute when i saw amy on thursday she was like where's the pictures i was like oh you put it on the story they're gone she's like they're gone i was so they go crushed. away i was like yeah that's that's the whole point <laughs> i'm so sad about that i had no idea <laughs> i was so proud of myself and we did go to a lot of haunted places and haunted bars and the tour was amazing and i'll get more into that with my 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 section um, but I love New Orleans. We ate like 900,000 yeah. calories a day and I walked go back. so much. And I thought of you so much. Oh, baby. Oh, my God. We went to the Marie Laveau voodoo mm-hmm. house. And it was just really great. And I there's so many cool. So Ithamar didn't want to do it. Plus, it was like 50 bucks a person. But there is a haunted asylum that you can tour at night with the ghost hunting equipment. You know what we should do? Go there. Get Duffy. Duffy! <laughs> Duffy. Hey, Duffy, yo Duff, Duff, go pack a cab by the asylum and meet me there. Oh <laughs> damn. Um, yeah. So no ghost stories to yeah, tell, that's but that's what I was going for. Fascinating. Mm-hmm. Well, next time we go, I will force you <laughs> to experience ghosts. I'm ready. I can do it with you. Yeah. I feel like when I'm with Ithamar, I'm because he hasn't had a paranormal experience, mm-hmm. and he's. On the fence, I think. I think he, yeah. he certainly believes my stories. He's mm-hmm. never doubted me once, but I feel like for him, it's not anything that he lies awake thinking about yeah. at night, for sure. He's never given it much thought. I was so recently... I feel like I need to stay awake and be the protector, uh-huh. but with you, I feel like... Yeah, yeah. I know what I'm be. getting into. Exactly. <laughs> like, I want to find it with you. I was recently maligned uh, when I was like, I got to do this research for this podcast. He was like... Uh, he was like, just make it up. And I was like, excuse me. <gasps> we do extensive research for our podcast. He goes, for your ghost podcast. And I was like, oh, we're going to talk oh, about this later. Oh, shit. <laughs> Some fancy teacups are going to get smashed. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be like, whoops, it was a ghost. <laughs> um, uh, That's crazy. If um, our psychic can tell us anything, it's that they're absolutely real. Yeah, duh. Oh, because guess who came through yesterday during my reading? Grandmama! <laughs> you'd of think course we, she did. You'd think we did improv together for a really long time. <laughs> All we have to do is lock eyes and uh-huh. know exactly what's going to come uh-huh. next. 
Um, so I wore her ring today because I was like, fine, you're coming with. Because yeah. apparently, lady comes with me everywhere. Yeah. I like it. I like it too. Thank you, Grandmama. I always felt like she kind of loves this podcast. A great grandfather of mine came through who I did not have a lot of connection with, but the stuff that I, I was like, I'm going to learn more about him. She was really encouraging me to do a little research about my family ancestry. Um, and I don't know that much about us. Mm-hmm. Um, I know a little bit more about my mom's side, but I don't really know about my dad's side. And that was kind of the side that was really, really coming through. So I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to do a little more research about that. You absolutely should. I've always been curious about that, like Ancestry.com She was stuff. like, she was like, look for a name change. There was definitely a name change. And that is the literal only thing I know about our family <gasps> is that we, we did have a name change. I don't know what the original name was. We think it's Hockenberry. Oh, cool. Yeah, so. Hockenberry. Hawken. Mm-hmm. That sounds British? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I'm curious, too, because in the past when I'm like, oh, my Irish, Italian, this, that, you're like, yeah. I'm just white. Yeah. <laughs> I am just white. I think there's French. No, there's French. probably some really cool stuff. Yeah, my dad's side, uh, one of the last names was Pointland, which I think is French. Pointland? Pointland. Pointland. We uh, we are going to have our French accents out today. That is correct. For the New Orleans. Orleans. Um, Who goes first? You want to go first? You want me me to go first? I feel like like you go first. Okay. Because I feel like I've been hearing my voice a lot in this mic since we started. Yeah. Am I talking a lot? I would say definitely a thing about these mics is that they do record our voices. Um, What? Yeah. Everything I've said is being recorded. <laughs> it's um, magic. Yeah, oh. you go first. Okay. So I was excited about the this because I have also been to New Orleans uh, one whole time. I think I was 17. Oh, fun. I, that was my first trip was I was 17. I was 17 or possibly 19. I can't remember. It was mm-hmm. one of those ages. <laughs> um, I could look it up, but why? Um, I went with my my family and I was definitely underage but it's Louisiana so you're allowed to drink your parents are allowed to buy you booze it was the first time I went out boozing with my parents I was not a big drinker until I was 21 uh I'm a, I'm a good girl um, and not oh, me yeah look what happened <laughs> I started um, at 13 baby oh man I did not but literally I turned 21 and I was like how much tequila can I chug let's find <laughs> out <laughs> see that's why you have to start really young mm-hmm. You get to make those mistakes. You're done by age 15, 13 through 15. You've already know. Okay, here's my limit. But then you just continue to test them until like through your 30s. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, you know, I, different strokes for different folks. Um, I uh, so I went. Yeah, and we got a little. We got a little tipsy. My dad. We went out in the French Quarter. My dad was uh, uh, a real hero that night and drank all of the drink minimum so we could continue to use the bathrooms in places. Aww. And he got I'm sure he was so, so drunk. Who drunk? We call that New Orleans, Dad. <laughs> My brother was much younger. He he stayed home. He was like, can I just stay home and play video games? Because it was when you could get video games in hotel oh, rooms. that's right. Yeah. He's like, can I just stay home and play video games? We were like, yes. Order room service. We were just like, we are living it up. And we went out. My dad got so fucking drunk. And then we tried to get, we tried to get McDonald's. And it was closing down. He was trying to start a fight. And then, not really, but McDonald's like. McDonald's was closing down. Yeah, it must have been 5 a.m. It was pretty. <laughs> like. Then we went to CVS. And my dad was like, I want a honey bun. Oh <laughs> I was like, I will buy you a God, honey bun. Honey just stop. Stop talking to strangers. <laughs> like, 
<laughs> it was pretty great. Um, and I got us home. So I must have been 19. That feels like a yeah, more appropriate age. Yeah, it feels like a 19, age. Tammy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, that was fun. So one of the big things we did when we went to uh, New Orleans was my mom, one of my fa- my mom's favorite books is called Dinner at Antoine's. Yes, I toured the house of the author of that book. Uh, Miss Frances Parkinson Keys. Yes, ma'am. I toured the Beauregard Kai's house. Oh. Guess what? Hmm. I've been saying keys all along. Oh. Our tour guide said it's Kai's. But that makes me feel like I'm putting on a phony southern accent. So I'm continuing to say keys with all due respect. Okay. I (laughs) am a phony southerner. So I will say Kai's. Francis Parkinson Kai's. Yeah. I'll show you the pictures later. That's great. I'd love to see that. Yeah. Yeah. So we, that was my mom's uh, favorite. But uh, Antoine's is very expensive. So we had lunch at Antoine's. (laughs) Oh, nice. Nice. Um, but yeah, it was fun. We got all dressed up in our Sunday best. We ordered the baked Alaskan at the beginning of the meal. That's such a fancy thing. Mm-hmm. That's like classic old school fancy stuff. And then we did, we we had the lunch and then um, you're allowed to go walk through all the dining rooms and look at all the stuff. And definitely at that time in my life, I had had a couple of experiences, but I wasn't terribly open. Um, I have never been so affected to be in a place like to the point where my family was like making fun of me and I was literally like I'm 19 I'll go stand on the streets of New Orleans by myself you guys finish up take your time um I was walking through and my dad like halfway tried like because he'll fuck with you you know so he halfway tried to scare me and I was so angry that he was just like I'm sorry I'm sorry oh my god yeah like something like leached that's there you or was something there. Oh, so shit. all the rooms they have like a bunch of decorations for the different like crews. Um, and if you're not familiar with what that is, those are clubs that put on various floats for the Mardi Gras parades, and it's I kind of a did not know that. Yeah, it's kind of, it's cruise with a K. It's, yeah. Oh, K-R- is it K R E W E S? Mm-hmm. That's it. Legit, never Guys, knew. Guys, we're spelling so many things today. We're pronouncing words. We're spelling Kai's, words. Kai's, Kai's, crows, just K words. Antoine, Antoine, Antons. <laughs> um. <laughs> But yeah, they have all these old pictures and like, like from all from like, oh, this was the king of the parade and you know, eighteen ninety eight and stuff like that. So eighteen ninety eight. This place is fucking old, isn't so, it? So well, glad you asked. Antoine's is a Louisiana Creole cuisine restaurant located at seven thirteen Rue Saint Louis, Saint Louis. Um, uh, in the French Quarter of New Orleans, it is the oldest family run restaurant in the United States. Oh, dang. Having been established in 1840 what? by Antoine Alciatore. That is not how you say it in French, but Alciatore. That feels like an Italian it... name. Alciatore. Alciatore. <laughs> um, it is notable. Hey, this hurricane is pretty good. <laughs> I did not have breakfast again. Oh, no. I actually did have breakfast today. I almost I got, I was going to get donuts and be like, they're beignets. Beignets. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. I but um, I couldn't find the hurricane mix when um, I was running late. So, Aw. That's okay. So they invented uh, several famous dishes, including Oysters Rockefeller. They invented that. Get right out of town. Why did they name it Rockefeller? Because of the richness of the sauce. 
And the Rockefellers were The Rockefellers were rich, were rich people, rich. yeah. Isn't that cute? You know what's blowing my mind? Hmm. I didn't know people went to restaurants in the 1840s. I did. I told well, Ithamar that because there's so many old restaurants. And I was like, this is really weird. But I always figured because everyone had a servant or a chef or someone back, or they everyone had help, the help, you know, like... So I figured, why would they go to a restaurant? Do you see my little shit-eating face over here? You're so excited because to tell me something. I know some facts about You're things. So, Tammy has her I have facts face on right mm-hmm. now, and she mm-hmm. is so excited to tell me some facts. I am. So restaurants were a lot more of a thing in America in that time than they were in Europe. Um, and it was also kind of a thing that, like, truly, like, European society being seen at a restaurant until kind of late Victorian era, like, you just didn't do that. You did stay home. And yeah, that's ha- kind of what I was hosted. thinking. Like, oh, it might, this is my assumption, mm-hmm. like, being seen at a restaurant meant you didn't have server mm-hmm. servants exactly. and chefs. You had to go pay somewhere else exactly. for it. Exactly. Yeah. But um, it was a thing that, uh, it really was kind of established a very long time ago when um, the... Uh, King's Road. So, and in, in you're when uh, you basically started being able to be guaranteed somewhat safe passage, you had to be able to stay someplace. So that's where like pubs come from. They're public houses. Oh, that's why there was always like apartments above pubs. Yes, because you would go oh, and stay, and they would feed you. Oh. And then it slowly became a place to just stop it. But it wasn't like public house. Exactly. And it wasn't like people would just like go down to the local pub. That wasn't a thing. It was all travelers. So, Damn, I did I not realize that. Oh, God. I'm so happy when I get to be a nerd on this podcast. Anyway, um, back to this. Um, okay. So uh, they invented oysters Rockefeller. Okay. Antoine's features a 25,000 bottle capacity wine storage. And has 15 dining rooms of varying sizes and themes, with several featuring Mardi Gras crew memorabilia. Mm, Mama, take me to that wine room. Now, I want... Okay, well, sadly, we can't go there anymore. Did it burn down? I feel like everything burnt down. It didn't burn, but... I don't know if you know this. Hurricane Katrina. Yeah. Oh, man. So it now the French Quarter didn't flood, but, you know, they lost power and everything. And yeah. it says the extensive contents of Antoine's wine cellar were all lost due to a failure in the climate control system. Oh. And as of June 2006, the cellar is slowly being replenished. $10,000 per week being devoted to new purchases. Oh, my God. <laughs> but it was like, all I mean, it's like a multi-million dollar loss. So. Oh, so anyway, um, okay, here's Fuck some stuff you, about Katrina. it being haunted. Okay. Um, a waiter at the restaurant said that he and another employee were in the restaurant's dungeon alley near the 1840 room. They have, you know, a bunch of different dining okay. rooms, they said. The, the words dungeon, yep, alley, yep, and 1840. Yep. No, thank you. Just really touching all Amy's buttons. <laughs> Um, it's also, uh, uh, charming. Wasn't that one of the words you were like, nope. <laughs> oh yeah. If anything's yeah. ever considered charming, yeah. uh, quaint, quaint, uh-huh. cozy, rustic, and exactly. charming. Nope. Fuck, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah. Um, so they were hanging out there shortly after midnight, uh, when all, when the, uh, employee saw a vision in a waiter's garb move towards the mystery room, mm, the booze room, uh, when the worker followed, the vision disappeared and the mystery room was suddenly locked. Um, other Antoine's employees described doors being opened and slamming and lights found illuminated at odd times in the office um, thought to be locked. Um, let's see. Restaurants oh. are so scary after hours. And I swear I wrote more stuff about it. But, well, anyway. Um, 
one of the things that they say is one of the reasons for Antoine's it it you know has been open since 1840 um they had a hard time after Katrina one of the reasons is it's a very very fucking expensive place to eat and people weren't just throwing their money around right um so they had a really hard time keeping it open but luckily they have people have kind of rallied and supported to like keep it open they have like a jazz brunch now which like for them they were just like fuck this but you know you gotta do what you gotta do to stay open I know I looked at that jazz brunch because I was like I want to go to a jazz brunch yeah and I saw the one in Anton's but we, we mean, wound up not going it's cause... it's very expensive it's very nice it's like a fun like you know it's like going to you know a fun yeah. white linen kind of place yes we did one white linen yeah dinner and that was enough but they um uh one of the reasons that they say that they've had such success is that the founder Antoine Alcitore, we decided. Um, <laughs> he is seen there constantly. And every single person that has run the business has had an experience with this ghost. Even the ones that are like, I don't believe in ghosts. They're like, so anyway, I met Antoine and everything's fine now. Yeah, so oh every God. single person has seen him there. That's kind of cool, though. Um, he's probably happy. Yeah. He's probably so glad He's just checking it out. He's making sure. Yeah, he's like making sure things are running yeah. smoothly. I would say, too, um, I uh, I, just, I really wanted to do this. I wanted to learn more about it because I did not necessarily have a ghost experience while I was there, but I you just... felt shit. I literally... When you were like New Orleans, I was like, go to Antoine's. <laughs> I know. That's the first thing you told yeah. me. We didn't go, though. I'm sorry. It's fine. We'll go together. We went to enough haunted places. Yeah, um, let's go together. So, uh, yeah. So that was um, that yeah. was Antoine's. I looked into Muriel's a little bit, too, which I could talk about, but I think you have a lot of research, so we might as well. Yeah. Muriel's was um, on the ghost tour. We didn't get to go inside any mm-hmm. places. It was all outdoors because... Yeah. No joke, there's a ghost tour every block. Oh, yeah. There are so many groups clustered around. Muriel's, so one of my puppetry students, she's like obsessed with New Orleans. She's a a fellow witch and she gave me, she's like, it's her second home. So she gave me an incredible list of things to do, kind of from like an insider's perspective, like skip this, but do this. This is the best ghost tour. This is the best, you know, she did mention Muriel's because she's, she kind of considers herself a medium as well. Mm -hmm. Um, She mentioned Muriel's. Uh, We didn't go, but we went by on the ghost tour and yeah, they've got the table set for the, they've got the ghost table set every night. Yeah. It was that guy. I I won't read it. It's uh, uh, the guy that, owned the place it was his home he lost it in a uh, gambling incident and then when he lost it he went upstairs and shot himself and he's the ghost that's supposed to be there it's Mr. Jordan is that reminds me of the one that you did um the story the oh Nikes. what was it it was an episode a while back and there was like a, a man he lost this like big huge like castle type of place in oh, a poker yeah, the like in a bet Worth. yeah yeah and, then the, and he yeah. killed didn't he kill himself he there? did yeah it he, was uh the first one was the the bride the killed bride. herself uh-huh. and then he won it in a hand of poker but then yes. he ended up killing himself this was hometown haunts yeah yes, yes. um yeah gentlemen if you can't handle the yeah. loss don't fucking place the bet God, uh, <laughs> this is a delicious cup of tea. I mean, I was gonna. There's enough for another one, but I was like, "Am I, mean, I gonna die?" I might. I I might. I mean, I don't have to say anything else, so I might mm. just get a little drunky. Drunk get in over there. Here. I'm pacing myself because I already have to pee. What the hell is wrong with me? I went 30 minutes ago. It's a, it's it's scariness. It's scariness. it's uh, anxiety. Pee pee. Yeah. Nervous nervous bladder. I do have a nervous bladder. Okay, let's I do know. this, Bladder. Let's do this. 
So I did. Uh, this was as well a part of this. As I pour it over my Nalgene water bottle. Oh, I love it. Veronica, um, do you need more? Okay, great. Man, I just have to start wearing Depends to these records. Yeah, you absolutely do. I want to drink more. But, you know, maybe it's the warmth generated from alcohol. You know how it makes your body warm and tingly? I think it goes mm-hmm. straight to my bladder. <laughs> So warm and tingly. <laughs> Must be the Aloha this Passion Fruit advice, Juice. You know, I'm going to a brewery after this. What the fuck am I thinking? I'm going to a, a, the wine tasting place in Malibu. What is wrong with us? What's wrong with us? Well, I'm getting also, a ride. There's a cherry blossom festival in Glendale. Shut up. I know I'm going to try to make it. So can we wrap Cher- this up? Yeah, let's go. Okay. <laughs> bye. Um, if you see a ghost, go to the cherry blossom festival. Okay, bye. <laughs> Chug, chug, chug. Um, okay, so I did <laughs> mine. One of the stops on our ghost tour, um, led by Ernie of Haunted... His, mm, I don't know. Did you know Ernie? You look like you know oh, him. Oh, Ernie! You know Ernie! No, I just thought it was really of Ernie cute and Bert. you were shouting him out. He was so good. He didn't lock you in any haunted places. <laughs> Fuck that you. asshole. Yeah. Queen Mary. Oh, we gotta go do that one soon and report. Let's do that. Okay. Yeah, I'll do it. Um, no, it's going to get back together. Uh-oh. I dropped my headband. <laughs> <laughs> so this is how psychic Amy is. I'm getting a little drunk, and Amy feels drunk because she's in the same room with me. This is an issue. Dan- Danielle the Psychics was like, you have to stop lo- taking on every energy around you. I'm like, I can't help it. It's who I am. And you're like... <laughs> I strongly feel that I should stop taking on this. I'm and having you, a vision. You, a clear, you start I start speaking, speaking in a British accent. <laughs> I'm mirroring her. <laughs> I'll never know who I really am because yeah. I am everyone. I'm every woman. It's all in me. Is Anything you want to make me? I don't want natural. Um, hey, so if you guys want to record your album, you could rent out the Nerdist podcast booth. <laughs> no, now the Ruby. The Ruby. The Ruby. I'm this sorry. is the podcast booth slash lactation room. I did not bring that up. A lactation room? Yeah, you didn't see the sign? Oh, you could. Gotcha. I it did not see the sign. It is now officially a podcast booth slash lactation room. Do you need to nurse right now? No, I'm good. <laughs> okay, cool. Me too. I'm just nursing this hurricane. Oh, shit. There it is. Um, okay, this is why I'm going to have to rush through my story because yep. we did Sorry. a lot of talking, Sorry. and I love it because that's what we do. Ernie, I even wrote his name. He was great. Uh, <laughs> mind you, I wrote this at midnight last night, scared out of my mind because I was alone, and Girls Trip was playing, and I kept watching it to make me not scared. So it was a really, it's a very silly, fun movie. It takes place in New Orleans. So, okay, if you've read anything, did I say what I'm doing? It's the La Lori Mansion. La La Lori. <laughs> the La Lori Mansion. <laughs> if you've read anything about the ghosts and hauntings in New Orleans, there's no doubt that you've heard about the La Lori Mansion. Mm-hmm. I wrote this, actually. I didn't do so much copying and pasting. Good for you. A little bit, but I wrote this mostly. It was also featured in American Horror Story Coven, which I'm too scared to watch. It's my favorite season. I should watch it. Everyone at work says to watch it's it. It's about witches. Yeah, but I looked at the still photos and I was like, nope, next, nope, next, nope. I, I made a Pinterest board because I liked all their fashion. <laughs> their fashion is pretty cool. Uh-huh. I covet the coven fashion. I call it coven chic. That's the name of Oh, my. that's cool. Mm-hmm. 
Um, it was a major highlight of my New Orleans ghost tour led by tour guide Ernie. He was great. The house is simply called the Haunted House. Say it and everyone knows exactly which house you're talking about, which says a lot because literally every structure in the French Quarter is haunted. Um, so a little bit of the history before we get into the hauntings. Warning, it's terrible and gruesome, but I actually cut out most of the most gruesome stuff. So yeah. I'm just going to skirt around it because if you need to know the details, you can look it up. And a lot of it, too, is um, rumor mills and speculation. Even in the 1800s, they had very tabloid-esque papers. So it take it as you will. Yeah. The one thing that for sure is awful, awful things did happen. Um, so Madame LaLaurie, the woman who became infamous as the cruel mistress of the haunted house, she was born Marie Delphine McCarty on March 19th, 1787. We, her, they went by Delphine as her first name, even though it was her middle name. People did that back then. It was weird. <laughs> Delphine was a member of the large, wealthy, and politically powerful McCarty clan. By 1800, yep, age 13, she married her first husband and had a child. Nice. He was this wealthy, powerful prince person from Spain. So uh, he dies. She remarried and had four more children. Then that husband died. Then she meets Leonard Louis Nicolas Lalaurie, a transplant from, where else, France, in 1825. So he was a physician, and the note that here from the website is, though today he might have been considered more of a chiropractor. <laughs> despite, despite Sorry, chiropractors. Her, yeah. Well, back then, too, because yeah. we're doing so much research on this era, is like, you didn't need a license to be a doctor. They did, bar like, barbers were also surgeons because they had sharp knives. That is correct. I learned about that, too, on the tour when we went by an old military hospital. That's now a hotel. No thanks. It was a military hospital during the Civil fucking War. No thanks. And they would have the local butcher come in and do amputations. Mm -hmm. Yeah, baby. Um, so bad what time. A time to be bad alive. Bad times. <laughs> bad times, guys. Uh, that's why they drink so much. I hate to interrupt you, but I will. Uh, one of my favorite shows of all time uh, is uh, called The Misadventures of Flapjack. Never uh, heard of it's it. a cartoon show. It's real trippy. They stopped doing it because the guy went on to make Adventure Time, which everyone knows now. Hey, cool. But The Misadventures of Flapjack was very funny. But there was literally a guy who was the local surgeon and barber, and he would literally stand outside and go, does anyone need a haircut or some surgery? <laughs> Made me laugh every time. I feel like that's not far from the reality not far of the reality. 1800s New Orleans. And you know why they have those circular, the white, you know, the barbershop thing where it's like white and uh -huh. red? Yeah. Why? Because um, they would, God, I'm so smart, guys. Um, they would take the bloody bandages and wrap them around a pole. And that's how you knew, like, oh, there's a barber slash surgeon over there. Oh, grossies. Why do they still have those fucking things then if that's not what we're continuing to do? Why do we sing Ring Around the Rosies, which is about the Black Plague? Oh, yeah. That's fucking scary. Ashes, ashes. We all fall, fall down. Something Fuck that shit. about rum makes me an insufferable know-it-all. Something about I know. rum makes me want to party. <laughs> <laughs> literally asked to not get drunk today and i couldn't do that one thing it's our job it's our job we that don't we don't get paid do for 
Um, I know, guys. The okay, spirits are us. making us. It's the spirits. So, okay. So, the surgeon, this doctor slash chiropractor, mm-hmm. who... Okay. So, despite her being 38 and he 18, what the fuck kind of doctor Hi. was that? <laughs> okay. Hi, I'm 18 and a doctor. Okay. I guess if you said it, it was real. Excuse me, miss. <laughs> I'm a doctor. I'd like to marry you. So, <laughs> would you make a man of this doctor, please? <laughs> so they have an affair. She gets pregnant. And they marry because she got pregnant. And that was the proper thing to do. In 1831, uh, Madame Delphine purchased property at 1140 Royal Street, where she would live with her new husband and two of her children. And now is the time to let you know, Delphine LaLaurie was batshit fucking crazy. <laughs> this was not copied and pasted. I wrote that. Thank you. Thank you. Guys, I'm so um, proud. My, my, my podcast partner is such an eloquent writer. Thank you. <laughs> I try. Uh, so the I'm going to skip a few things. Basically, what this one, I, I, sourced, I cited a lot of sources. So actually, I didn't cite them because I don't remember who they were. But I, I anywho, referenced. I referenced a bunch. Um, basically they were crazy freaking wealthy. She came from a really well-to-do family. So they, they, they were a very high society household and they threw a lot of elegant parties, blah, blah, blah. They were like king and queen of, of Creole society back then. Um, so then people started to be like, huh, a few things weird are happening here. Like neighbor, everyone knew everything back then. Like you knew your neighbors everyone was gossipy and uh so they were like wow they go through slaves a lot they're constantly at they going to the auction running through just going right through like they must keep paper towels well you know they must have just been so good-hearted that they were just letting them go free right sure that's what it was i'm sorry to say oh no it was not i'm so upset you mean a slave owner was maybe not a good person shocking right <laughs> things they didn't tell you in history class especially um, not in texas <laughs> um the, oh wait i already said that okay so uh they were noticing and they were going through slaves quite a bit so um madame the was brutally cruel to her slaves she kept her cook chained to the fireplace in the kitchen where the sumptuous dinners were prepared, and uh, many of the other slaves were treated much worse. It was the neighbors on Royal Street who began to suspect something was not quite right in the, the Lori house. There were whispered conversations about how they came and go went quite often. Parlor maids would be replaced with no explanation, or the stable boy would suddenly just disappear, never to be seen again. Then one day, a neighbor was climbing her own stairs when she heard a scream and saw Madame LaLaurie chasing a little girl. It was the Madame's personal servant with a whip. She pursued the girl onto the roof of the house where the child jumped to her death. And that was part of the tour, too. Apparently, that ghost does come back quite a bit in this Mm. in this location the neighbor later saw the small slave girl buried in a shallow grave beneath the cypress trees in the yard i'm just imagining this neighbor just literally watching that house day and night like so she knows like everything rear window it is 1870s and the houses are built very close together so you might have this lavish huge mansion Uh, there really was not a lot of property though I was an insufferable know-it-all. I got to go back and say it wasn't 1870s because Civil War ended in 1865. Oh, no, this is 1830s. Okay, great. Yes, 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 yes. We're talking the 30s, y'all. At least I noticed. Uh, You did. You did. You're so good. 
Um, so a law prohibited the cruel treatment of slaves in New Orleans back then. So authorities investigated the neighbors' claims, and they impounded all of the LaLaurie slaves and sold them off at auction. So, Oh, thank God. Yeah, but guess what? <laughs> Rich as fuck LaLaurie went and convinced, paid off her, na- her um, relatives to buy the slaves back and sell them to her. So these slaves were like, fuck this shit. If I'm going to be a slave, let it not be for this fucking batshit asshole woman. And then they go back to auction and have to go through all of that awfulness only to be sold back to her again in secret. Awful. So she was really fucked up. She just was like, no, I'm going to keep torturing them. Mm-hmm. Here's where shit gets nuts. On April 10th, my mother's birthday, 1834, long before she was born, a terrible fire broke out in the LaLori kitchen. Um, it was rumored that the cook set it on fire because she was like, fuck this shit. I'm done. I'd rather die in flames than be cook changed. out. To cook out. Uh, so she was done, done with that shit. Regardless of how it started, the fire swept through the house. The blaze was put out by the local firefighters, and something was revealed as the walls crumbled. Mm-hmm. They discovered a horrible sight behind a secret barred door in the attic. They found more than a dozen slaves here, and this is where I'm getting gentle with the descriptions oh. because they're awful, chained to the wall in a horrible state. Both male and female, some were strapped to makeshift operating tables. Some were confined in cages made for dogs. Human body parts were scattered around. Heads and human organs were placed haphazardly in buckets. Grizzly souvenirs were stacked on shelves, and next to them a collection of whips and paddles. There's a lot more. You watched Coven, so I think, you know, Kathy Bates plays Madame Mallory, and there's some fucked up shit. I'm going to make up one thing. Okay. Weren't there things sewed onto things? Yes, cool. and that's part of the tour too. Like, not cool, not cool. But they broke bones and reset them at odd angles. So yeah, looked... she'd like switch arms and legs. Mm-hmm. A hole drilled in the skull with a stick coming out of it to literally try to stir brains. I was gonna skip that. I'm. I cannot believe I am shocked because I saw I could not be shocked. That is shocking. That's fucking disgusting. And that was on several accounts. So <sighs> bitch was up to some crazy shit. And they're like, yeah, she did it on her own. I'm like, no, she did not. not- now, granted, if Madame Mallory truly was built like <laughs> Kathy Bates, she was a sturdy, strong woman. She could not chain up. Yeah. A large, large man However, to an operating table. Yeah, not and to mention, not to mention, your husband's a fucking your husband's a fucking chiropractor. chiropractor. <laughs> he knows how to probably snap bones uh-huh. and reset. You P.S. know, yes, she had to wear a corset. She can't yeah, even can't take a deep breath in that corset. Yeah. No way, man. Yeah, that's right. She would have passed out. That's why I give all women of that time a pass. Maybe not this one. Mm, yeah, she was nuts. As- she was probably so crazy she didn't even wear a corset. Also prob Okay, that could be. I was going to say also probably how fucking convenient that it was the woman. <laughs> I know. Here I go. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, boy. I'm sorry. It's never safe to be a woman even if you're an evil uh-huh. fucking asshole. That's what our real catchphrase <laughs> should be. <laughs> how is it not safe to be a woman this week? <laughs> Oh, my T-shirt. Oh, my God. to MFM. I know. Says, here's the thing. Fuck, Fuck everyone. I've got the oh, yeah. um, bag. The bag. The matching bag. Yep. Shout out. Anyone who's listening to this has obviously heard of and listened yeah. to my favorite murder. Um, okay. So there's many accounts of what was actually found here. Um, a lot of the accounts are accused to be fabricated and elaborated on. But nonetheless, they are far too gory and gruesome 
for Amy to report. So angry mobs. Tammy will just guess. Yeah, you'll (laughs) figure it out. Angry mobs showed up to the house to seek vengeance on the family. I'm going to skip so much of this because of time. But um, um, but the Lori family fucking hightailed it out of their carriage house, caught their ship to Mobile, Alabama, oh, and then went to Mobile, Mobile Alabama. Mm-hmm. I have been there. Lovely beaches. And then they went to France and lived the rest of their days out in France. No legal action was ever taken against them. They do believe it's because they were so wealthy and mm-hmm. so high-powered politically that they just kind of, like, got out of that one. It's also, like, you know, you don't get to be, like, you're not a human, you're property. But also, you're not allowed to be murdered. Like, yeah. you don't get to, like, when, yeah. where do you as the authority get to draw the line between what you are and are not allowed to do to a human body. I know. That you buy and sell. That like they were literally like, guys, we're here to help you by selling you to other people. Right. Like we we don't tolerate cruelty to slaves. Let's put on these cha- shackles and chains. We're going to take it down to the market and auction you off to someone who's going to treat you a little bit better. You're welcome. As you literally slave for them. <laughs> Fuck, man. Um, all right. The hauntings were reported almost immediately after the Lalauri's abandoned it. Many people claimed to hear screams of agony coming from the empty house at night and saw the apparitions of slaves walking about on the balconies and in the yards. Some stories even claimed that vagrants who had once uh, who had gone into the house seeking shelter were never heard from again. Ooh. The house had been placed on the market in 1837. It was purchased by a man who only kept it for three months. He was plagued by strange noises, cries, and groans in the night, and soon he abandoned the place. Decades later, it became a school for African-American girls. At first, it was a segregated school, and then they were like, no, no, we're not ready for this yet. So it was just for the African-American girls. And within a short amount of time, reports of physical assaults came to light. The young girls were known to approach their teachers, tears streaking down their faces with their sleeves rolled up. The exposed exposed flesh of their forearms were scratched and bruised. Mm. Who did this to you, the teachers would demand. The answer was always one and the same. That woman. Now, they did go on to say that at that time, those girls were too young to know these stories and that the teachers would never, ever tell them these the stories mm-hmm. about what happened. So they're thinking that even though Madame LaLaurie was still alive, some kind of dark energy was, like, emulating it. Yeah. Um, so during a time when the mansion was an apartment house, uh, complex, they, they converted to apartments, a number of strange events were recorded. Among them was an encounter between an occupant and a naked black man in chains who attacked him. The black man abruptly vanished. That story was also on Ernie's tour. Others claimed to have animals butchered in the house. Children were attacked by a phantom with a whip. Strange figures appeared wrapped in shrouds. A young mother was terrified to wake up and find a woman in elegant evening clothes bending over her sleeping infant. And, of course, the ever-present sounds of screams, groans, and cries that would reverberate through the house at night. The house later became a bar and then a furniture store. The furniture store did not fare as well Aww. as the bar did. The owner first suspected vandals when all of his merchandise was found ruined on several occasions, covered in some sort of dark, stinking liquid. What? He finally waited one night with a shotgun, hoping the vandals would return. When dawn came, the furniture was all ruined again, even though no one, human anyway, had entered the building. The owner closed the place down. 
So today it's a private residence um, by some dumb rich man from Texas who only visits yeah. once a month. Yeah, tech that oil Texas, money, baby. Right. He only visits once a month. You can see pictures of the interior because it just got redecorated. And holy fuck, no thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, fun fact. Um, Actor Nicolas Cage purchased the building in 2009. I knew this for some reason. And he lost it soon after due to bankruptcy. He foreclosed on it. His career tanked. No, this is someone else's words, not mine. His career tanked long after. What are you, scared of Nicolas Cage coming after you? I saw him at the Magic Castle. He was so <laughs> fucked up. Uh, his career tanked not long after that. And New, Orle- New Orleans, New Orleans, New Orleans. The people of New Orleans. I refuse to help you. Whisp- Come on. Whispered that it must be the curse of the La Laurie Mansion, which caused his downward spiral. <laughs> that is the story of fucking crazy Delphine LaLaurie, who just, you know, casually lived out the rest of her days in France, died there, and then now is buried in, in New Orleans. Oh, and real quick, too. Um, you know how slaves were, like, just not never – they were just disappearing? Mm-hmm. So, um, during one renovation, uh, skulls and human bones were found underneath the floorboards. Ugh. So they think she created a makeshift graveyard oh underneath the house. So yeah, cool. Uh, if your career tanks, guys, you can just blame blame it on a blame curse. it on a curse of, yeah. of a of blame a it on Rio. Blame it on Nicolas Cage. Mm-hmm. So wow. yeah. Well, what do you want to do? Do you want to? put the up ghost in yeah let's or? do an up ghost okay. real quick all right so the up ghost and personal is the second part of our friend elaine we uh aired her first part uh, a while back mm-hmm. um about the uh ghost in the closet of her new of her yeah home. Of her home um so now that we have a second part to this story recorded yep. on the same day but we did it in two segments mm-hmm. so give yeah. it a listen yeah. do you mind telling other stories yeah so okay my so we'll I went to college in <laughs> Indianapolis. Okay. Indianapolis, Indiana. Mm-hmm. And um, I went to a school uh, called Butler, tiny little school. And um, they were big in basketball for like a hot second. I was going to say, I was like, be- because I went to UT, so okay. I know schools based off of their football program. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I, I technically had a football team. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, it's not. Sure. I think they just like, maybe played each other that's fine <laughs> and that was like yeah um they were known for basketball for a hot second um mm-hmm. the coach actually got drafted to the celtics oh okay so um anyway so that's butler as far as like in the public eye but mm-hmm. it's a private um liberal arts college in indianapolis so my senior year i moved into a house with three other people and when we were looking at houses to move into we we're just kind of you know looking around and our the landlord, we were looking at this house. It was much less expensive than the other ones in the neighborhood. Which uh-huh. we were like, great. Score. You know, I can basically give you like a food club card. <laughs> and nice. I, that's how I can pay for it. <laughs> um, anyway. Um, so what started off as weird with this house, it was again an old house like they all are. You know, mm-hmm. you don't hear of like houses built in 2015 being haunted. Right. Um, anyway, so it was an old house um, in the neighborhood. And when we were looking through it, right before we decided to sign, it was like the last walkthrough, I was just kind of opening doors and closets and, you know, just to see what was what. And every time I opened another door or closet or whatever, 
the landlord goes, what do you expect to find in there? A dead body? What do you expect to find in there? A dead body? And like, at first, like, I liked bits as well as the next guy, you know, it yeah. was funny. But then like, every single door I opened, she made that comment. And then after a while, I was like, well, do now I find a dead body? <laughs> okay. Law but, of averages, girlfriend. Right? But like... still we're like, we'll take it. <laughs> so far, no dead so, bodies. Yeah. <laughs> So we move in, and I actually didn't move in until the start of the school year, but my other three move, roommates moved in for the summer. Sure. And some of the stuff they were telling me um, was pretty weird, like um, lights that should only be on if they were physically plugged into each other, like two loose wires, uh-huh. two loose cords, would turn on. Not plugged in, but they would turn on. I'm like, okay. That's a lot. That's- that's a lot. That's weird. Yeah. And of course, we were all 20-year-old theater majors, so it's not like... Okay, the scene has been set for you me. No, it's not like we were the most like calm, logical... As a former 20-year-old theater, <laughs> theater major, theater, right. I really know what you're talking like, about. we knew who we were. Here I was am. Fine. Yeah. I used to listen to <laughs> 1920s dance music in my car because I was in a play in the 20s, and I was like, this is my life now. Like, if you don't know every single word to the whole <laughs> double CD of Rent... Oh, I was going to say Rent! I was going to finish your sentence, Rent! <laughs> rent. Yeah. Like, every single word. Oh, my gosh. Um, I think my... <laughs> Quote in high school no. was the opposite of war is in no, peace. It's, it's creation. creation. <laughs> no, I can't. So anyway, so we're here. And it was okay. like an experimental theater. So we did a lot of slow motion. Mm-hmm. We painted our black box white for our rendition of St. Joan. God bless you, know, you. So here we yep. are. Okay. So they move in the summer. They tell us, you know, like toilets would flush Lights would go on, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, fantastic. So I move in the start of the school year. And we would hear things. We would hear, like, um, really weird stuff, like crashes from upstairs. Nothing happened. Ooh. Let me just say, because, um, you know, I have to put the other side in. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a duplex. But so much of that, like, we heard the other people talk in the duplex. We knew what that sounded like. It was not yeah. that. And, um, I just remember one night my roommate and I were downstairs and we heard a huge crash from upstairs. Like it could be nothing else, but I, we thought my TV tipped over, went up there. Absolutely nothing. Oh my God. Absolutely nothing at all. Also with that TV, that whole year, the speaker wouldn't work. It would have huge feedback. And I was like, great, my TV's busted. What can I do? Once it got out of that house, speaker worked Shut up. So that was weird. Um, we had a dog for a hot second because that was the worst idea in the entire world. (laughs) Um, and the dog, um, there was a basement, which is kind of like the base of this whole story. We kept the dog in the basement whenever we weren't there and it would go and it would look at a particular point and just start barking. No. Just bark, 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 bark. It was like, it was pretty sad. Um, actually like we felt bad for the dog because you could tell it was so, so scary. Um, one time... I was there by myself. It was the afternoon. I was in the kitchen, which connects to the basement. The basement stairs are off the kitchen. And I was making a peanut butter sandwich, and I just heard, hello. <laughs> so I just put down my knife and walked out of the house. Yeah. So my roommates came back and were like, well, was she, like, raptured? Like, what <laughs> Because all of this stuff was, like, exactly. I just walked out. You walked out of your shoes and out of the apartment. Yeah, yeah, my fillings were on the floor. Yeah. yeah. Um, but anyway, so just, like, stuff like that. So the one of the weirdest things about the basement 
which was just creepy AF anyway. Like, it, just imagine, like, the pit from um, Silence of the Lambs, where okay. they kept, he kept the women. Oh, sure. That's kind of what our basement looked like, but with a washer and dryer, so you had to go down there. Oh, no. Fewer moths. Slightly fewer moths. Yeah. So, um, so part of our basement, it was like an industrial shed built into the wall. So it was like, you know, the pods that you buy when you're moving? Yeah. And it was like built into a wall. Did, was it, do you think that it used to be like a bomb shelter or somebody was trying to make a bomb shelter? Well, we actually, like, because it went into this kind of big closet. We're like, ooh, can we make that a fourth bedroom? Ooh. Like, for the For brave. someone we yeah. hate. <laughs> right, exactly. We're like, oh, this is not big enough, but we can keep stuff in there. So that's yeah. like basically the size what it, that it was. Like, not quite bedroom size, but enough that, like, one could dream. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. So... On the outside of this door was the name Shannon written. And I just got a chill. <laughs> right? Like every time I hear the name Shannon or like Shannon Doherty, I'm like, ooh. <laughs> um, it was Shannon Doherty. She yeah. lived in our bomb. Spoiler alert. Yeah, it was she her. is a ghost. She had some some tough time. <laughs> um, but I, I can't remember if any of the letters were backwards. I don't want to say that as a fact because it's been a while. But it was written as someone like a, a child or, you know. Some, is there anything scarier than a child named uh, Shannon? Or a child's writing in general. <laughs> um, so, anyway, so the name Shannon. So we were all like, oh, Shannon's room, meaning the bomb shelter, um, would laugh. So one day, I was bored. And so um, this was in class or after class or something like that on campus. And so I decided to, just for fun, Google Shannon, comma, murder, comma, Indianapolis. Ew. And sure enough, Elaine. <laughs> there was, uh, like, first thing up, there's a cold case about a woman named Shannon oh. who went missing from the Butler area, <gasps> meaning my neighborhood. Yeah. They are cold case. They've never been able to find her. I'm crying. And also in the article, it listed the landlord. Same first name as my landlord. They never listed <gasps> the last name. Landlord's the same. He did it. It was a woman, but she totally could have. Been. She did it. Yeah. I'm sorry. Who, that who was sexist of me. Yeah. Yeah. It was sexist of me, but also. <laughs> she did it. I'm also, also, she did yeah, it. 100%. Um, so I was like, well, She can what? murder just as well as he can. <laughs> so I tell my roommates, and one of my roommates is like, We're calling a detective. So she calls a cold case detective <laughs> in the Indianapolis PD. And he comes over, and um, well, before he even comes over, he asks her a couple questions. He's like, Well, um, is your basement kind of detached from the rest of the house, meaning a door? Yes. Does it have its own bathroom? Yes, where the toilet cut flushing. Does the bathroom lock from the outside? Sure does. Oh my god. Like all of these things were check marked for can you possibly hold a person can you? captive? <gasps> yeah. And so we're like, it sure does. Yep, 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 yep. Everything. And so it's like, sure, I'll come on over. So the man comes over, and we're all, again, 20-year-old theater <laughs> majors. We're like, oh, detective. Uh, so I'm sure he was super impressed walking in the house. Yeah, like uh, one, one of you is tailing him to try to get, like, his mannerisms. I know, exactly. Time. Like, is it cool if I write this down mm-hmm. from my from my thoughts journal? <laughs> um, anyway, so he goes through the house, and he finally, because this woman was girlfriends with someone. I don't even remember the whole story, but, like, it 
kind of like tied into like this dangerous like motorcycle gang I think and I'm like hey I don't even like motorcycles without gangs attached to them like (laughs) I don't want what's the point so um he goes I honestly don't think she's here he goes I I think she's probably just like we'll never find out type of situation Mm -hmm. he's like I just I don't see anything to to say this will help our case at all and we're like but 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 (laughs) But it's a Shannon. But, but the toilet flush, yeah. <laughs> um, and so he's like, but I'll keep you, you know, posted. Thank you. This was this was good to see. I'm glad you called. You know, he's very nice, and I'm sure, you know. He's like, the barbecue place I like is down the street, so I'm going to so go check this, this out. this is fine, yeah. <laughs> um, whatever. So he leaves. And I just started dating um, my now husband. He lived in Chicago, and so um, he was going to come down. I told him this whole thing. And again, my husband does not believe in any of this. Mm-hmm. He His whole thing is, what about the dinosaur ghosts? You know, where are they? You know, he does not believe in any of this. Mm-hmm. And so I told him all of this. I'm keeping him updated. And he comes for the first visit to see the place. And I take him downstairs to the, you know, to the basement. Cool first day to leave. Yeah. I'm like, hey, <laughs> welcome to my home. Um, and he goes, it's great, but I don't see why the detective said she couldn't be buried down here. Look at the floor. And sure enough, right where the washer and dryer are, so like right where you need to stand, wow. is a huge, probably like six by four square of brand new concrete. I'm so upset right now. <laughs> I was like, what? You know, like calling my roommates down. We're all freaking out. Like, oh. So... Yeah, and it was, like, that was not good energy, that house. I was never, if I could not do it, I was never there by myself. Yeah. I remember spring break that year, and all of my roommates went home. I went to Chicago for half of spring break, and then I was going to spend the second half back at at, at the campus, mm-hmm. and I remember pulling up to the house and just bursting into tears, because I was like, I just cannot bring myself to walk into that house by myself and spend like three nights by myself there. Mm -hmm. And I called my mom (laughs) and she goes, just come home. Just, just, just drive home. Just spend the rest of it here. So I drove the three more hours from Indianapolis down to my hometown. Mm -hmm. And I just like, there was no way I was going to do it. It was just never, ever a good feeling. And the day of graduation, like I got my diploma I got my suitcase mm-hmm. and I got out of there. It was oh. just, but my roommate, one of them, bless his heart, he stayed for a whole other year in the house. I mean, I do, I do believe that it affects different people in different ways, right? You know, and you're not always going to have the same reaction. It's, I mean, it's just like people. Like you got to imagine right. that like different spirits have different personalities, sure. and so maybe they're, you know, vibing with you or not vibing with you, and like, yeah, I firmly believe. If you've got a feeling, like, listen to it. Yes. Oh, for sure. And, like, the roommate who stayed, he is much braver of a person. And he's much more in tune. And I don't want to say accepting, but more, I guess, accepting. You know, like, he would be able to to deal with that much mm-hmm. on a much more logical, I guess, level than I am. Well, you know, and it's one of those things, too, where, like, I – sometimes people who are more sensitive to it are more susceptible to it too. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Where it's like, you know, you'll be getting the bad vibe because they're giving you the bad vibe. And if they can't bully somebody else, maybe they're not getting it, you know? And I would, 
I would hate to think, like, I'm just so sad. If this is actually true, if this woman named Shannon actually was kept there and eventually, like, how heartbreaking. Yeah. You know? Like, I just feel so sad. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. So I, you know, last I heard, I hope it's kept up as like a theater major house. You know how kind of those houses yeah, kind yeah. of get passed down. Yeah, all those improv houses in Chicago. Like, exactly. There's yeah. like nine improvisers living there. Yeah, exactly. Um, and so all bits, no dishes. <laughs> <laughs> so hopefully, it kept getting passed down, and more like good vibes and fun vibes are, mm-hmm. are getting there. Yeah. So I don't know, but yeah. Crazy. Oh, my house in Indianapolis. Thanks for sharing. Of that was course. amazing. Yay. Yay. Yes. Thank you so much, Elaine. Elaine's the best. I know. She's the best because she just has a lot of ghost stories. I know. I love it. And I she's like her for sweet. other reasons. Yeah. <laughs> I was getting to that. Sorry, sorry. She's talented, beautiful, nice, generous, great mom. Smart. Smart. Uh, great ghost stories. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Elaine. That's yeah, what we're getting at. That's what we're getting to. <laughs> Um, not surprisingly, no Hunter Hoax is here today. Um, thank God. But uh, yeah, I was, that was enough. I don't think I can read right now. Mm. What happened? It doesn't taste that boozy, but I'm like, woof. Because empty stomachs. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's about that time where we say goodbye because Amy has to pee. Yep. So. Uh, if you. <laughs> also, our time is up. <laughs> that too. Uh, if you have a personal story you would like to share with us, please email us upghostandpersonal at gmail.com. And we're running out of your stories, so please keep them coming. Otherwise, I'm going to have to. Tell more tell of her more own, of and it scared us so bad this it's, week. Yeah, don't make like me it. do it. I have more. I have a backlog. I don't, don't want to talk about them, though. <laughs> um, thanks, guys. And uh, follow us at Banshees and Booze on Instagram. And um, remember, if you see a ghost, set a table for you. <laughs> what were you going to say? Uh, <laughs> Accidentally drink too much hurricane. <laughs> I was gonna say, set a table for it in your restaurant and oh, give it a hurricane. Yeah, but that's the same thing. It we was did a, it. We did it. Mind it was, mouth. It was Muriel's. Muriel. But we didn't oh, mention wait, we did that. Antoine. We did. We mention. did so. We did. talked about it for a second. Oh boy, here we go. Bye. Okay, hold on, hold Bye. on. Wait, <laughs> let's try one. Okay, okay, let's try this again. More. Okay. Time. Remember, if you see a ghost, drink a hurricane. <laughs> I didn't come up with a better one. I'm sorry. I apologize. Bye. (laughs)